But I want us to just um, say a few words of prayer. Okay. Nothing says we cannot pray while seated, Abby. Am I correct? You can pray while you kneel, you can pray sitting, you can pray crawling, you can pray lying on the floor, you can pray shouting, you can pray running, right? Okay, so I just wanted to pray for our nation. I believe you know it's a very important moment in Nigeria right now. And so we're not going to let uh, the devil have a free reign in choosing who the next leaders of this nation will be. Pray for your nation. I know maybe a lot of us, we have planning, you know, uh, travel plans in mind, but you can suspend that plan at the moment. Pray. <laughs> Pray for your nation. As a matter of fact, it's a command from God. It's an instruction from Him. That the Lord will have His way in the name of Jesus. Only the will of God shall prevail. In the name of Jesus. You see, it would be foolish for any man to think uh, he's the one that makes kings. Only God has the capacity to do so. If God will not say yes, nothing can change, nothing can happen, nothing can move. He set kings in place. Father, take all your glory in the name of Jesus. Take all your glory. Let your will be done. In Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. It's Testimony Sunday. And I will encourage, I don't know whether people are supposed to write their testimonies. All right, so if you have testimonies, kindly write them down and uh, come again. Okay, at the information desk, just approach the information desk and uh, write down your testimonies. And I'm sure Pastor Funke will, will anchor that. Amen. Amen. We need to finish our service by 11 o'clock so we can all go home or attend to other things we have to. And so I trust God to be very fast this morning, even though I have quite a number of things to say or do here, but I will trust God for speed. It's our word conference week. Are you excited? And our teaching this month is tagged or team. God's presence, His presence, put it that way, His presence, which also informed the team for our conference. I will ask you to please invite a friend, okay, uh, be part of what the Lord is doing, okay, make sure you come with at least one person, okay, God bless you as you do so. And let me also say that if you if you're willing to partner with the church 
on various projects that we are doing in church, uh, please approach the information desk and put down your name. Okay, uh, if you want to partner with your resources, with your money, okay, uh, we pray the Lord will lead you. The Lord will speak to you, the part of what the Lord is doing. Amen. In the book of John chapter 13, John 13, Jesus had spoken about his betrayers. He had predicted his betrayers or his betrayal. He predicts his betrayal. He also spoke about deniers. Okay. He said, Peter, you are going to deny me. Judas, you are going to betray me. He had also washed his disciples' feet. When you read John, John Gospel, chapter 13, these are the three major events. The first he did was he washed his disciples' feet as a, a, a sign of humility and care. And I remember Peter said, ah, Master, you cannot wash my disciples. And Jesus said, if I don't do this, you cannot be part of me. He said, if that is the case, I give you my head, my body, wash everything. And afterwards, he said, Peter, you will deny me three times. Judas, the man from Iscariot, said, you know, sometimes a number of us, we think Iscariot was uh, Judas' first or surname. No, that was where he is from, or he was from. Say, uh, Judas, you will betray me. And so, this were no good news to the disciples. I'm quite sure a number of them were bitter. And of course, Jesus had told them, I am going to die. And so, they possibly wonder, maybe if I were in this Jesus' disciple, if I were to be part of his disciples at that time, a number of events, I like to, I, I think a lot, I must have looked back to, I've left all to follow you. And you have said to me that, I have a reward for following you. And here you are saying to me that you are going to die. I will have thought to myself, no hope anymore. At some point in Mark, which is also part of the account of Jesus' ministry on earth, the disciples of John were, John the Baptist had to fast. And so they came to Jesus and said, 
Your own disciples are fasting. Your own. They are not fasting. They are just enjoying. Perhaps drinking and eating. And Jesus responded. The bridegroom, the groom, the bride does not need to stress themselves while the bridegroom was around. And so this must have been, uh, you know, human beings, we, words are powerful, right? It gets to us, we process it, it forms our decision. And so this must have also reinforced their belief to follow Jesus the more. That as long as Jesus is with us, we are good, no problem. They, they must have thought about the storm. Jesus being with them in the storm. Uh, you know, there's a feedback from my microphone, I believe. So please adjust that. And they, they must have been, they must have enjoyed Jesus so much that they must have informed the state of their mind. When Jesus said to them, I am going to die. In other words, so we are done for. What is left? The Messiah is leaving us, you know. And so in John chapter 14, the first verse, the first word, or the first statement, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me also. Do not let your heart be troubled was, a, was Jesus' response to their demeanor, to, their, to the countenance of their faces and the intentions or the expressions or the spoken words in their hearts. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me. Believe in my Father. Have trust in me. You know, more often than not, when we think about presence, we want to think it's a, it's a destination. Oh, I've come to your presence today. Well, I'm going to the presence of God. So more often than not, we, we, we think that it's about, a, it's about a place. Or it's about uh, uh, it's about I'm trying to look for the right word. But you get what I'm trying to say here. You know, like we have to travel. We have to travel to a particular place to be in his presence. But I believe that his presence is not a destination. God's presence is a journey, is an everyday experience of his being, of who God is.
it's it's what is expected of every every believer the consciousness that god is just right here right now all the time with me god is omnipresent in other words he has the capacity to be everywhere at the same time god's presence Verse 2. My father's house has many mansions or has many rooms. If that were not so, I would not have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. But when you read further down, you realize that in what Jesus said, he said, I'm going to a place and I'm going to come back for you. But the truth is, in reality, there is no gap. There is no, there is no, there is no gap between God living and when he's coming. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Jesus had gone and he is going to come back. But the truth is, he is with us even in between. How does he do that? And so you find questions coming from the disciples. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know who I am. If you know me, then you know my father as well. From now on, you do not know him. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Then Philip also asked him, Lord, show us the father. And that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even, if, even after I have seen, even after I have been among you, such a long time, anyone who has seen me, has seen the Father, how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father? And that the Father is in me. So these words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me. Who is doing his work? Verse 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than this because I am going to the Father. Now, this is it. The moment you receive Jesus, all the things we've read is, can be summarized for us this way. The moment you believe Jesus as the Lord and Savior, you have access to the Father, you are in His presence. Now, Bible says that 
uh, Jesus breached the gap between the Father and ourselves. That's, the, that's primarily what Jesus has come to do on the cross. And so Romans chapter 5 tells us that by the blood of Jesus, we now have access to the Father. So, you don't need to be told or to be uh, reassured, quote and unquote, the moment you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you now have, automatically, you are now in his presence. Now, the entire of who God is, is now with you. Not because of your works, but because of the grace that Jesus has made available for you. So, you have access. You have his presence with you at all times. And so Jesus concluding in Matthew says, I am with you even until the end. So God's presence for us is not just going to be in a place. It is, it is heaven to us all the time. It is his presence that should guide our hearts, our moves, our thoughts, our actions, our decisions, the things will stay. His presence. His presence. Uh, the dictionary defines presence as a state or fact of existing, occurring, or being, be I. B-E-I-N-G present. Being present. <laughs> you see, the problem most of the time is God is present, but we are absent. God is consistently present. If Jesus said, I will be with you always, even until the end of time, it is true. So there should not be a time in our lives where we feel lonely. Where we feel as if though God is far from us. It cannot be. Because he's not a man that is, that is uh, driven by conditions. You know, if I'm coming to your house and rain falls, I might tell you I'm sorry, I can't make it because today is a raining day. So I have to plan next time. God is not is not disturbed by the weather. He is ever present. So Bible says our ever present help in times of trouble. So when you read further If you love me, keep my commands. I will ask the Father. And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it's either because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives 
with you and we do what? He lives what? So Jesus said, I am living, but I'm not leaving you comfortless. And so after Jesus had resurrected, he said to the disciples, wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus did not leave us comfortless. Which is why we can experience each day, every minute, every hour, in the consciousness of God, in the consciousness of his presence. So you say to the mountains that is standing before you, I am not alone. God is with me. So even in your sickness, you can say, I know God is with me. Even in the betrayals, you can say, God is with me. Even in the failures, you can say, God is with me. Even with your own limitations, you say to yourself, I am not limited because the Spirit of God is at work in me. It's true. That's your reality. That's your reality. That's how precious you are. Who is man that you are mindful of him? You have made him a little bit lower than the angels and you have crowned him with what? The crown of glory. God is mindful of you. And so you've got the all of heaven just right behind, behind you. So it would be wrong for us to walk life alone thinking I am alone. That's why you have to seek God's face. You have to ask questions. You are the face of life. You don't know what next to do. Ask the Father. Ask the Holy Spirit. Live in his presence. You can't, you can't, it's too much a resources to waste. It's too much. It's too much. The Greek word for Holy Spirit is uh, Paracletus. There are two words. Para and Kletus. The para means alongside. Alongside. The Kletus means call. So in other words, Holy Spirit is called to be alongside with you as you journey through life. And Holy Spirit is not something that you cannot feel. Holy Spirit is not, a, it's not an object that you cannot touch. It's not an object that doesn't hear. Holy Spirit is a personality. You can commune with the Holy Spirit. Let me say this to you. That, you have not, that Holy Spirit I have not spoken to you before does not mean that Holy Spirit does not have the capacity to speak. Maybe you are not the one that is not listening enough. The truth is, Holy Spirit speaks. You see, some people, because they've not experienced miracle, they don't believe in it. Or because they don't need miracle, they don't believe. The day they would need one, they will trust God for miracle. So even if Holy Spirit has not spoken to you before, open your heart from today onward. He will speak to you. He will speak to your heart. 
you will hear him clearly as if your name is being called. Okay. I said today, it's just a foundation for this month's message. Don't miss the conference. It is loaded. Amen. Let me conclude. Psalm 14. That man is a fool who says to himself, There is no God. Anyone who talks like that is warped and evil and cannot really be a good person at all. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are many who are wise, who want to please God. But no, all have strayed away, all are rotten with sin. No one is good. They hit my people like bread and wouldn't think of praying. Don't they really know any better? Terror shall grip them. For God is with those who love him. He is the refuge of the poor and humble. When evildoers are oppressing them. Oh, that the time of their rescue were already here. That God will come from Zion now to save his people. What gladness. When the Lord has rescued Israel. What gladness when the Lord has rescued you. The truth is, the blood of Jesus paid it all for us. If by the measure of our own works, we can't be in his presence. Because God cannot stand in equity. But each time God looks at us, he didn't see us from, uh, he didn't see a, a, a sinful me. All the time, he sees Jesus. Because Jesus paid the price for me. And so friends, as you leave this morning, walk in the awareness of his presence. Because when, when people uh, when we don't do that, uh, you see, one of the vices of the world right now is people live their lives not thinking that God is watching, not thinking that God is present, not thinking that God is going to judge our actions. But when we walk in the, in the consciousness of His presence, that becomes a guide for how we think, how we relate, how we live with people, how we speak, how we pray. It becomes a guide for us even in our dealings, even in business, even in our families, how you relate with your wife, your children. His presence, like I said to you earlier, it's not a destination. It's an everyday journey. Every minute journey. Every second. 
journey. I don't know the trouble that is confronting your heart. I don't know the challenges that you have dealt with that looks as if it's not, it's, it's, it's raising its, its, its head. But God is just with you. He is with you. You cannot be, you cannot be conquered. Because the one that has won all the battles lives inside of you. Let's bow our head to prayer. When you think about his presence, joy fills our hearts. When you think that you're not walking life alone, his joy fills your heart. His presence brings peace. His presence brings joy. His presence brings healing. His presence brings abundance. His presence brings strength. His presence with us right now is the Holy Spirit, the strengthener, the comforter, the counselor, our teacher, our helper. If you need strength, ask him right now. If you need counsel, ask him now. Maybe you are confused. Ask him. If you are sick in your body, ask him. Tell him, Lord, you are with me. You, I, I cannot be in your, I cannot walk in the consciousness of your presence and heal and, 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 and sickness. I will have a field day in my heart, in my, in my body. No. If you need him to help you with some form of breaking some addiction in your life, talk to him now. He is your strength. Maybe you are discouraged. Talk to him. I'm not leaving you comfortless. 